You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So now Posey ranges away, and so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. That is Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. So glad you are with us. And the first half of baseball has come to an end. And so uh, we'll kind of wrap up toward the end of this conversation with just some overarching thoughts on the first half. But first and foremost, Joe... Uh, the homestand they were looking for and the homestand they needed. The homestand we thought they were going to have a week and a half ago instead came this time. Very, um, I, I guess I guess we can use the word very impressive series against the Brewers. They still had some of their wonky defensive moments for sure, but the results are the results. They, they, uh, they hit the ball well at the right time. The comeback in game two, probably the most memorable ninth inning in recent memory. So all in all, a very, very strong homestand. Friday night felt like, to me, 12-2021 vibes all over again. That was unbelievable. One of the great moments, and you you talked to Joey Bart, obviously stirring it up at the beginning, putting his shin guards and stuff back on, saying this game's not over after hitting a yak. I just loved what they did. And obviously, look, the balk on Saturday, everyone's losing their minds. It's about time this team caught a break. You know, like, I'm okay with that. And then coming out today and them hitting the way that they have – One guy who I feel like has really changed things, and we'll get to Joey Barton a little bit, Austin Slater has been absolutely nails the last month. Last two weeks, he's batting close to 500, Mark, and it's all the little things that are kind of falling into place. Defense still leaving a lot to be desired, but in terms of top-to-bottom production and guys delivering in the clutch, that was the recipe last year. Well, Slater's an interesting name to bring up because, you know, eight times out of ten when the the frustrating Jock Peterson pinch hit experience happens, that's who's coming in. Mm -hmm. And so the last week and a half, I think he's shown Giants fans why why Gabe Kapler goes to him so much. And he has literally said, like, uh, one of the major weapons of this team is putting Austin Slater into a big position, especially against a left-handed pitcher. That's about as devastating of a weapon as we have. And while that may not sound like much, again, to your point, take a look at the numbers. 
uh, it's it's he's a pretty devastating guy in those situations. And then obviously you get Lamont Wade Jr. starting to heat back up. Yep. Needed that. Brandon Belt showing signs of life today. Needed that. Obviously it stings that Crawford's going to probably go back on the IL. I don't know how that wraps around because he kind of gets backdated, but we'll see there. I, I just a lot of guys are starting to play really good baseball right now, and I and I think it's it's no coincidence. You look up and. It's the most optimistic I felt about this team in about two months. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've gotten a good stretch, when you, especially when you factor in the weekend in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's three pretty good series in a row. Um, all of that said, we know exactly where the minds are of Giants fans. And, oh, by the way, every single other organization's fans in all of baseball, except for one, <laughs> uh, the fans of the Washington Nationals have nothing to say here, but everybody else does. How do they get them? Um, who would you give up? The conversation around Juan Soto is unbelievable. And, and, and listen, let me just say this right off the top before we get into would you and who would you and all of that fun stuff. Um, a lot of people are going to react to this report. 15 years, $440 million and say, Juan, how could you? And, 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 and if you're going to pass that up, what is it exactly that my favorite team is going to have to pay you to keep you? I want you to dive deep into this and suspend the number from your brain for just a second, if you can. Because 440 million, I mean, like it's just, it's too much for most of us to even wrap our heads of around. Of course. But it's a terrible offer for Juan Soto. It's a terrible offer for Juan Soto. You're going if you actually go deep, and there's no way Scott Boris is going to take that offer for three clear reasons. Number one, okay. 15 years with the Washington Nationals, who all they've done since you arrived and played well is send out all of your good teammates. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Do you want to spend mm-hmm. your whole career there? Clearly no. Number two, they want to backload the deal in a major, major way. Most of the money was coming toward the end. It's guaranteed, so you can say, ah, who cares? That matters to them. Well, inflation, too, makes that number, you know, 10 years from now, not hit as hard as it does today. We're using today's numbers to correlate 12 years down the line. Well, you're leading into what is the number three and, and actually the biggest one, which is that that average per year yes. is actually less than $30 million. Exactly. And you may scoff at that, but Max Scherzer's making 43. Bryce Harper's making 26. And if we do project what Juan's going to do at age 23 – eight years from now, that is highly likely to be an insane bargain for Juan Soto. Yes. So I know, I yes. get it. No, Half I love a billion this. dollars, like really hard to wrap your heads around. However, uh, for a baseball team that's in great financial health, with the, which the Giants are, half a billion dollars for the next 15 my answer is yes. Well, absolutely. You know, I, I love that you're going this way. If I would have told Seattle Mariners ownership, you have an opportunity to have 12 years of Ken Griffey Jr. And it costs you whatever the money was in the mid nineties, the equivalent to $400 million. I mean, that's one of the great business decisions you can do. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Patrick Mahomes, pick the player in the sport. All right. And think of what that does to the bottom line of your team. Forget winning for just a second. That kind of an investment and what that does in terms of helping recruit other people to come market market share in terms of the fan base and them caring about you. Ticket revenue, jersey sales, impressions online like Mark from a business standpoint, forget prospects and all that crud from a business standpoint. 
this is a bargain. Like, this is a bargain. We talk a lot about this in the NBA. LeBron James getting paid 40 or even $50 million a year, he's underpaid. Now, I'm not here to say that Juan Soto is LeBron James, but you have to project this out. How many players younger than Juan Soto are you taking in baseball right now ahead of him in a fantasy draft? None. None. I mean, I mean Acuna and, and, and Tatis and Soto, and I know Tatis is a little bit older. They're both hurt. That, that's that's all we're talking about here. And oh, by the way, because I know it will get everybody all freaked out yeah. if somebody were to offer them half a billion. <laughs> okay, let's play it out. If you're yes. going to do 15 years, half a billion, do you know what that is per year? It yes. actually averages out to $33.3 million per year. Mike Trout is already making more than that now. I know. I Mike know. Trout is making 35 and a half right now. So how are you going to tell me? And that's why when people go, how do you turn down 440? Because it's woefully too low. I, I, I it's love way that too low. I hate to say it. No, but it you're is. right. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the real estate market, right? So like when you go out and you try to buy a home, like there's market value. Look at the market value of someone who is in a beautiful neighborhood on a beautiful block with beautiful neighbors. Yeah, maybe the house isn't the most elegant in the entire, but you're projecting down the line. It's got great bones and everything like that. Like think of where the market was 10 years ago for home prices and look where we're at today. In some markets in San Francisco, I bought my homes 10 years ago. The house down the street sold for four times what we bought for 10 years ago. And at the time when I bought my house, we were crazy. We overspent. I see the same thing here with this. That's what this is. This is Mark about if that guy hit free agency, Mark. Is 600 out of the realm? Is 700 out of, out of the realm. realm? It's not out of the realm. I mean, the only question I would have for him is if, if he wants to do 15 years, does he actually want an opt out? Yes. You know, before age thirty, because because it may it may absolutely almost be ridiculously low if he stays healthy, plays yep. well, all, all, all you know the way he's already played. I mean, he's already played, and you know this is a guy not even hitting two fifty this year. He's right under it, but the OPS is right just below nine hundred. He is as safe of a bet as you have, which leads us to the question that everyone wants to get to. I don't want to ask you if you want him. Who the hell doesn't? But give me the list of players in the organization that are off, off the list that you would trade for Juan Soto, unless the list doesn't exist. Well, so this is an interesting one because I've looked at all these different trades that have happened. Because to me, like there's precedent, right? When you go into a courtroom, there's precedent. That's how they make some of their rulings. So I looked at that, the Francisco Lindor trade, and, you know, he was older, not as accomplished as where Juan Soto was. And I'm saying that to me is precedent. That's somebody who has team control, who's young, who's looking for a mega contract, and another team wants to get rid of him. I don't think it's going to take every single one of your top prospects. Here's where I boil it down to, because I don't want to bore everyone with this. It comes down to Harrison or Luciano. You can have one. You can't have both. That's where I'm drawing the line. You can have everyone else, but you can't have one of the two, either Luciano or Harrison. That's where I draw the line. Because to me, that's the number one pitching prospect. And that's the number one position player prospect. So the Giants need to determine, throw those out there. It reminds me of that Monte Ellis, Steph Curry trade back in the day. You want Monte or do you want Steph? You can't have both. So that's the way I'm doing the math. Okay. This is fascinating because this may be a little bit of a role reversal for us. Because if they want Luciano and Harrison, you got it. You got it. 
No problem. No problem. Here's actually my concern. Okay. There's one name that actually, and I did this with every name because okay. just think about who they would ask for. Yeah. And, and, and so obviously Harrison and Luciano, those are your top two mm -hmm. prospects in the organization, but it could go deeper than that. They could yeah. say, we want Luis Matos as well. Or, and Ramos. Or, right. Or, or whatever. Right. You've got a good solid number, 10 prospects or yeah. whatnot that would interest people. But what about the major league roster? There's probably only two players from what I've read and, and from discussions I've had um, that would be of interest to Washington because they're yeah. going to want prospects. They're not yeah. going to want high-priced people in return. They're yeah. not going to want people whose contracts are going to be up soon. And pretty much everyone on the major league roster's contracts are up soon. So who would be of interest on the major league roster? One, the aforementioned, Austin Slater. I think everybody could wrap their head around that. But would it make you throw up in your mouth a little bit? Because it does for me. The guy that actually bugs me even more than Luciano and Harrison is Logan Webb. Mm, and, and, and so I hadn't even considered now, that. You're talking about, oh. you're going to talk about a negotiation here. Oh. This deal, you are going against every other team in baseball, and they are going to throw the kitchen sink at this sucker. So ah. you are going to have to come with an unbelievable offer. And what if it was Slater mm. and Webb? and Luciano, and Harrison. I mean, do you get to a point where you just can't wrap your head around it? The reason I'm saying Luciano and Harrison is I just don't think you can afford to hold on to people. No, I get that. They become yeah. what you're acquiring. You're yeah. acquiring what you hope Marco Luciano to be. So clearly Soto is way more valuable than Luciano. So – how can you say Luciano, but no one else? It, it I, I hate to tell everybody it's going to be more than that. Well, I mean, I just look at it practically and you look at some of the other trades that have happened over the years and you don't get one, two, three, four, five, six top prospects in a row, you know, in terms of ranking. That's usually right. how it like, yes, there has been in other sports, Herschel Walker type trades where you get like nine guys or whatever. Uh, the Logan Webb thing is interesting. I want to go back to that because to me, I hadn't even considered that, and I wouldn't even think that that would be on the table. But the way that you present that, now I'm saying to myself, wow, I don't know if I could do that, Mark. Like, because he's one of the few guys that just fits. He's from the area. He's under 25. He's under team control. You haven't paid him. He's still getting all-star production from him, or at least borderline all-star production from him. Ooh. So here's the question that I would have. Would they attach or staple that Strasburg contract with someone like Juan Soto in return? If I had to give up Logan Webb, I might just eat the money on someone like Strasburg to take that back in return just to get something. No, it's it's kind of a pennies for dollars kind of a trade. Uh, I just I mean, I, I wow. know everybody just looks at this story and goes, oh, Soto, bring yeah. him to me. But but I'm telling you, it's going to hurt now. Okay, and Logan Webb, I don't see how the Nationals call the Giants and don't bring that up as the first name mm. because Luciano and Harrison, are that's great, but what's proven? Logan Webb oh. is proven, and he's essentially the same thing because next year, team control. I know. 2024, team control. I know. 2025, team control. He's not even making a million dollars this year. He's exactly what the Nationals would want. 
Well, the thing that scares me more than anything, it's not the players that they give up. It's him going to the Dodgers. Like, like I'm, I'm yeah. hanging out with a Dodger fan all weekend, and he's saying, we're going to get him. Watch. Somehow, way, we're going to get him. And I'm thinking in my head, like, how? Like, how? They just let Seager walk for a couple hundred million bucks, and they said they couldn't afford him. Seems like the right move because they're still, whatever, 12 games ahead of the Giants. But they pay Mookie Betts $350 million, and then they're going to shell out $600 million for Soto and trade a million prospects? Well, don't put it past them because they just acquired Freeman. So, like, I guess the question is, like, how desperate do you become if you're the Giants? Yeah, uh, believe me, like Corey Seager is, I mean, that's a, it's a completely different deal now uh, because, and by the way, I'd have to look it up. How old is Corey Seager? I think he's um, 28. 28. And I that's, think. Uh, again, if people are not understanding why this is such a special potential trade is – it's not just because of Juan's numbers. It's Juan's numbers slash age. Yes. He's 23. And it's why I think the Giants, when you say, oh, there's no way. No, yeah, yeah there is a way. This is the kind of guy they will go after. And I, I don't think they would hesitate at a half billion dollars. I don't think, by the way, I don't even know if that'll get it done. But I, I don't think they'd hesitate on that. But I just want, like, for me, the yeah. one player who it really makes my stomach turn if he were to be involved in some sort of a deal that it's not Luciano. It's not yeah. Harrison Webb. Yeah. That's interesting to me. It's like, that feels like a, that's a deal breaker for me. Like I'm, I don't think I can do it. I really yeah. don't. And I can't believe I'm saying that. And it's, it's probably cause I'm too emotional. Seager's 28 by the way. And he got whatever, 300 million bucks. And then Aaron judge is 29. And he'd be 30 years be old 30 by the time it of whatever contract. So just to give Giants fans some juxtaposition here, yep. seven-year age difference between Aaron Judge and where Soto's at. Although, Judge, you don't have to. All you got to give up for Judge is yes. money. But That's you don't it. get it. But here's the thing. Maybe you get Judge uh, to, to even consider the Giants because you already got Juan Soto. So, like, that's the other domino effect of when oh. you bring someone like that in, you know, yeah. other people want to play. Part of why Seager went to Texas, he knew he was going to play with Simeon. Right. Fun to, it's fun to spend $800 million of someone else's <laughs> money, right? Just it is. for two players. <laughs> it is. It's an expensive remodel, Giants. Uh, this is going to be a discussion big time in every MLB city for the next two weeks for sure as we approach the deadline. This is Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. Make sure you are subscribed so that you don't miss an episode. We bring you two per week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, next thing. Let's get to Joey Bart. 
uh, for a little bit. This guy absolutely looks like a different player. Looks like he might be here to stay when Kirk Casale is healthy. Maybe it's Austin Wins who's heading out instead of Joey Bart going back down. I think in this moment, if it were today, that's exactly what would happen. And so I think that this is huge. Yes. You know, you talk about prospects we talk about a long time and then they come up and you're like, well, this doesn't look like what I thought it would. That could happen with Luciano. That could happen with Harrison. It happened with Bart. Um, but uh, while, look, we're still uh, a far cry from it being a great season for him and he is still, uh, and always will, by the way, strike out too much. There's a couple things I want to mention about Bart. We yes. always felt incredibly comfortable with him defensively and behind the plate. That Agreed. part was great. Made a nice play today. Absolutely. But there's two things I'm noticing, which is, A, he is definitely putting bat to ball in a much more confident and consistent way. But what I really love that I now see about Joey Bart is that this guy's got a little bit of flair for the moment. Okay. Yeah, it was five to two on Friday night, and a solo home run in that moment doesn't mean that much unless you talk to the players and learn what happened next. This guy hit a home run. He went into the dugout. He started putting his gear on. Mike Yastrzemski, after the home run, after the grand slam, they asked him on the post game, what's going on? He goes, I want to give credit to Joey. Joey is the kid in this clubhouse, and he's the one who inspired. That whole thing, not just with the home run, but the way he talked to mm -hmm. us earlier in the game and even after the homer, imploring us, reminding us that this game's not over. That kind of stuff, actual leadership qualities yep. coming out of this guy already now at age 25. If you do that, oh, my man, you're not going back down. Well, he ripped a double earlier in that game against Corbin Burns, and uh, or maybe that was the night before. And he he was outstanding this whole week. This was his best week as a big leaguer offensively, yeah. right? Like, let me give you the quick numbers: nineteen at bats, six hits, scored six times, two home runs, three RBIs, a walk. Yes, the eight strikeouts. He's slugging almost seven hundred. Right, that's the Joey Bart that I fell in love with via looking him up on the internet over the last couple of years. And so to see him finally put these at bats into games, and then you talk about the intangibles, the camera stuck to him, and he's coming into that dugout and he's marching around. I'm saying, "Let's go, Joey! Let's go!" And it just everything kind of fell into place that entire inning. Yaz hits the bomb, and I tweeted it out. I'm glad you bring it up, and I'm glad Yaz said it. I'm like. Joey had great at-bats today. I, I, that might get lost in this game, win or lose, whatever ends up happening. He had great at-bats, and I felt like that 19 at-bat, it was like letting it all out right there. Uh, oh, by the way, the Nationals are on the phone. They'd like Joey Bart as well. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at this, point, at this point, I'm probably throwing in Joey Bart. Don't let him hear that. Oh yeah, God, I'd are. love for him to turn it around. Hell yeah, you are. Uh, uh, but just, just to go back to that, and then we've got some stuff that Gabe mm -hmm. Kapler said about Joey Bart uh, this weekend, um, and uh, we'll have that for you here in just a second. Uh, but the, the, I, I, it just struck me, the Friday night game to the Saturday night game. First of all, the Friday night game has to be uh, the most exciting potential oh. way you could finish a ninth inning ever. Followed by Saturday night, which was the biggest snore of a way to break a 1-1 tie in the out. history of man. Like, it's not just that it was a balk. It's a balk that most of us are really not even sure if it was a balk, nor does anybody understand the rule. Sure, no Giants fan cares, and I get your point. Finally, they catch a break. Yeah. But it's like, I, I mean, 
Friday was so like injected into your veins and yes. Saturday was the most 2022 Giants way ever <laughs> to win a baseball game. It's like, oh, somebody's head turned the wrong way. And so they won. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. No, look, like, I didn't even know he, he came set and it looked like he lifted his foot up off the rubber, the back foot, and then put it right back down. So I had no idea what was, I don't know. Like, and I don't know this guy that well because they said that sometimes you can get away with goofy movements if you repeat them with every single delivery. So the balk is up to so much interpretation. I watched it 15 times in replays. I, I don't even know. I, I don't, his I don't foot even know. definitely came back down on the backside of yeah. the rubber, but I don't think that's what they called. Yeah. I, I, I think it was the rocking was a, a shoulder turn yeah. before before the foot came up but see listen we're sitting we don't even know I, that's like, what i'm saying the balk is what it's like you, you i'd love to have an opinion about this i have no idea know, what my opinion no is about this i know i know yeah. well, here, here's my i'll give you a better opinion they knocked out Josh Hader on Friday night, the all-star who's just, he look, he's had a rough week this week, but he's a stud. He's been basically unhittable the last couple of years. Those are the kind of wins heading into an all-star break that I feel like you can draw so much momentum from. It kind of stings that we're going into the all-star break. And I know that there's like a lot of people, ah, oh, it's kind of sucks that they got to cool the bats. I think Jock really needs this break right now. Clearly Crawford with the injury. He needs the break right now. The arms, the pitching needs the break right now. But they feel good heading into the break, beating what I believe to be a top-tier National League team in the Milwaukee Brewers. This was a great week of baseball for the Giants. Yeah, yeah no, no, no doubt about it. And again, circling back to Bart, that's a huge piece of it. Don't forget, he ignited them in Arizona yep. a week and a half yep. ago with that double it was a homer but anyway uh like he, he he's been huge so um our own sam lubman caught up with gabe kapler over the weekend to hear a little bit about what is different about joey now versus the first time around this year let's start on the defensive side this is what cap had to say i think his defense has been great throughout i think he's been an excellent framer joey has like some of the stronger hands that you'll see of any catcher in baseball so the ball does not move him at all and he can move the ball i think he's done a really nice job of communicating with pitchers and with umpires his game planning has been great for the most part his throws have been good he's made strong accurate throws i think there was a period of time before we decided to to give him a little bit of a blow and, and send him to sacramento where there was some creeping into the defense of, of his struggles. I think he was fighting really hard, and you could see some of that wearing on him. But for the most part, I think his defense has been solid. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I think there, there's just a feeling if you turn the Giants on on TV and, and Austin wins is behind the plate versus Joey Bart, um, you, you can just tell and feel the difference. There's, there's a different flow, a different confidence, a different swagger in the battery mm -hmm. process. And then uh, again, like the, the arm is a weapon. The strike him out, throw him out to third base play that Bart made. Uh, you know, don't forget that as part of the um, – was that the Friday or Saturday yeah. night experience? Either way, both close games uh, and, and plays that they needed. Um, that, that, that defensive side, it's huge that he can bring something. And I mean, we're all willing to deal with some strikeouts because of what he brings on the defensive side.
Absolutely. And when you drive the ball, like I am okay with strikeouts. If you're up there and you're driving the ball and you're getting doubles, you're getting home runs, you're getting on base to me, the at bats just from my eyes look so much better. He he just, he looks so much better. He's still got a slight hole above the hands on the inside. He's going to work on that. But Brandon belts had a hole above his hands on the inside for his entirety of his career. So sometimes guys just have spots that they can't get to, but if you're driving the ball, I'm good with that defensively. He's been out standing to me on i think it was thursday night was that the swinging bunt loss game uh okay so he had said something afterwards about doval it was to the effect of hey he jammed a guy he got a swinging bunt hit i'm okay with that i can live with those results and it was just such a mature way of dealing in that situation with somebody who i think at times can be fragile on the mound in camillo duval he executed a perfect pitch and sometimes it falls into no man's land Eh, and them's the breaks. Yep. I'm seeing a level of maturity from him uh, beyond just playing the game that this team drastically needs. And that's what Buster brought to the table. There you go. Again, we're seeing leadership qualities already, which is huge. Okay. Other side. And this is the one everyone wants to hear about what's different offensively than it was earlier in the year. Here's Gabe. I think he's more at ease. I think there's less stress in his days right now. And part of that has to do with him coming back and having some success. A little bit of experience under his belt really helps. There have been some small mechanical changes that he made that have been, I think, helpful. His gather is a little bit better. His load load is a little bit better. I think mainly more than anything else, he's more at ease. Okay, so first off, the most Gabe answer uh, uh, ever. Just remember, everybody, his gather and his load are better if anybody even knows what the hell that means great but i what we can gather is sure success breeds success it breeds calm he does he looks calmer his his facial expressions his everything his demeanor looks better because he got a hold of a few yeah, absolutely. Uh, is LeBron James on line two with crab dribble? Like if we're going to go these words that none of us are accustomed to. The loading thing's interesting because he does kind of upright, hands kind of low. Not Reggie Sanders because that was very dramatic, but he does like to lift and load. So I understand where he's coming from. It feels like to me the hands are a little higher at address. That's what I've noticed that they've worked with, and it does feel like he's slightly more open to where he's coming in toward the pitcher. Whatever they're doing, it's working, and he's driving. Driving the ball, not just to the left side, but back up the middle. And that's key for me. And he's just putting together bat bats where he's not getting overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. So good stuff from Joey Bart. Good stuff right here on Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. Um, Love that you're listening. We appreciate you so much. Remind uh, all your friends, family, other Giants fans who may want to tune in to the Giants podcast that is hosted by Giants fans. With Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, we come at you with two episodes a week, so make sure you are subscribed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, it's the all-star break. So, like, if I just said, view from 10,000 feet right now on the Giants is what? 
Oh, right now they're a team trending in the right direction, which it feels like to me they're playing their best brand of baseball all year, which is a little surprising because you look up, they're above 500, they're in the mix. You would think they would have had more sustainable stretches of good baseball, but they're playing better defense, even though Thursday nights and Friday night, excuse me, the the two guys crashing into each other, VR and and, and Crawford, I'm like, what are we doing here? They still have those, but they're pitching their top guys. Webb and Rodon look outstanding. Wood looks like he's coming around. Duvall looks like he's been coming around. The hitting's coming around in terms of the clutch factor. They are driving in guys when they get to third. They lead the majors in sack flies uh, with scoring runs on those. So it feels like to me this last two and a half weeks is their best brand of baseball, but I don't know if it's sustainable. That's the only question I have right now, Mark. Is the pitching sustainable? Can the defense improve enough towards just league average? Well, so they sit here right now as we speak. The Cardinals got postponed on Sunday. The Phillies were winners. The Giants are a half game out of a playoff spot at the All-Star break. I know that it's an expanded yeah. uh, playoffs. I know that there's a log jam at the bottom for that last wild card spot. But, I mean, we're a week removed from people saying that Carlos Rodon should be traded uh, from the – they are a half game out I know. of a playoff spot. So, my view from 10,000 feet is to say that through much adversity, this team – has, again, sort of shown uh, uh, maybe a resolve, if you will, that wasn't necessary last year to hang in there. And when Farhan Zaidi at the beginning of the week said, if we're going to buy at the trade deadline, this team's got to go out right now and give us a reason to do it. So far, they have. Now, we're not done yet. Today is the 17th. They got a bunch of games against the Dodgers before the trade deadline. So does that knock you out? Uh, Do you end up, you know, two weeks from now, are you four games out of the last wild card spot? I I don't think that's going to be the case. No. But I I will just say that I'm going to reserve judgment on this team at minimum until we get to the trade deadline, see what kind of product they're putting on the field and what the executive staff decides to do about that. I don't think there's a major move out there unless something goes down with Soto, uh, you know, in the next two weeks with someone. Um, I know it's the trade deadline, but the Soto thing is not really about this year. Yeah. Sure, someone would love to have him. No, that's a long-term play. Yeah, this that that's yeah, more about I agree. years to come. So, uh, so far, so good on the gauntlet being thrown and saying, look, we're up against it. You've got to go play better baseball, and and they have. So right now, as we sit here at the break, this is a buyer. This is not a seller. And therefore, while the defense has been bad and there's no stars and the attendance, all these things that people say, and they're all true and fair, this is to this moment, there are more successes than failures with this team as we sit here today, that's my view from 10,000 feet. It's interesting that you put it that way. I look at this as an opportunity right now. Opportunity for the two hogs, Rodon and, and Logan Webb, to 
catch their breath a little because they've really carried this team through the first half. And then some of the guys that were getting hot toward the end of the break here as we you know came across it, Austin Slater and Lamont Wade, they're feeling good. Yastrzemski, that, I mean, that hit Friday night. Did he need that? Oh I mean, that was like an out-of-body experience. So I look at this as an opportunity. They reset. Oh. They gather themselves four against the Dodgers, three against Arizona, and then four against the Cubs before the deadline. To me, that's 12 games. And if they can go eight and four, you know, maybe they go nine and five, you know, nine and three, somewhere in that range. Now, where are we, how are we feeling, Giants fans? Because those are opportunities. They should be able to handle Arizona. I think if you come out of LA with at least a split, you're doing good. And then let's pound the Cubbies. Well, the funny thing is, uh, while what you're saying is true, there's also a big piece of me that says we got to stop playing the schedule projection game. I I mean, even, you know, Sam, we were all talking a little bit ago, like, you know, what are some look ahead things for the second half? I'm like, I got nothing to look ahead to because I don't even know what there is to say. When you've got a homestand against the Reds and the White Sox and you can't win a game, then you come out and and whip the Brewers around the ballpark. I mean, they came this close to to a four game sweep against the the first place club from the Central. I you know they've swept the Dodgers earlier this year. I don't know if we can look at the schedule anymore and go, oh well, these are going to be some losses. These are going to be some wins. It's just not like an NFL team. No, I know. Uh, you know what I mean. And 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 to that point, I want to I, I want to remind people that this is why the sixth playoff spot has such value. You can't sit here and tell me, oh, well, they're not going to beat the good team. They have they mm-hmm. have the record against the Brewers this year is 4-1. and yeah. one. They have a winning record against the Dodgers this year. They absolutely have, because of that starting pitching, because of the two-headed monster at the top, and who knows what goes on below, below that, Alex Wood, Great outing the other night. Uh, Had some bad luck when he got knocked out. All of that stuff. So um, this is a team you never know if they get into the tournament. And right now, they are positioned to potentially get into the tournament. No doubt. One guy I'm very worried about is Jock Peterson. Like, I just, it hasn't looked good the last couple weeks. I feel like he has been robbed. Like, that's the other thing. The numbers, everyone's going to point to, he's, you know, whatever, five for his last, whatever it is. He has gotten robbed on so many. I almost hit a home run swings, and I get it. People can play that game till we're blue in the face. I am a little worried that he drained himself in that first half. We want him. Hey, he's not an everyday player. You look up, he played a lot of games. He did appear in a lot of games. And I just, I think he needs a little mental break right now. And I want to see what Jock Peterson we get in the second half. Well, I I think valid point. Although don't forget, he did this once before this year. Yeah, Um, that's true. The the, the all-star push really became, he's kind of gone. It's funny that he and Rodon are the two signings and they both, Are you know were named all stars because they've kind of had similar Giants careers. Yeah, they came out like a house on fire, and then the month of May was really really weak, and then boom, it got going in June again. You make the All Star team. Rodon has carried it over. Jock has not. He has not homered in July. Okay, like I mean, it is he has not been the same guy. He had a double off the wall today. That's great, Um, but you know, streaky guy. And and when you don't play every day, that becomes even more difficult to get out of it. The concern I guess I have is you keep saying that, you know, that he needs this break. 
well, he's the only giant who's not going to get one. I know. You know what I mean? I but know. Here's the side that I do like about it. I like that the game is in LA. Yeah. Jock is some, he likes to be a showman. Yeah. He likes to play with the crowd. I think the loudest moment of all all-star introductions is going to be him. It's not even going to be the Dodgers. It's going to be Jock. And it's going to be the loudest boo in all-star game history. Oh, wait. And, 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 and he is going, he, it, it, I think it's going to light him up. I think it's going to light him up. More so than Hunter Pence getting booed yesterday in the celebrity softball game while that. pulling off a SF Giants shirt underneath his Brooklyn Dodgers jersey? He doesn't need us to say he's a forever giant, but he cemented it even further. So How good. badass was that? It was so good. It's one thing to almost oh. hit a softball all the way out of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> right? It's another to go Superman it was great. and rip your jersey so off good. and have a Giants logo on underneath. God love Hunter Pence, but... Yeah, the Dodger fans were already, for whatever reason, I don't really understand the dynamic, but for whatever reason, they were already booing this guy when he was a Brave. Yeah. And, and now you're a giant, and now you're coming back I as an all-star. It. It's going to be a big moment. I think he's actually going to be ignited by that. I hope he carries <laughs> it over into the second half. All right, before we get out of here, I've got one new award that I'm issuing. I call this the Trojan horse, meaning, you know, the, this is the guy who's going to come in on that horse, and we don't know what's going on, and then out of nowhere, he pops up, and he's having a monster year, okay? Not right. the Willie Mack Award winner, not your team MVP, my guy that I'm nominating, it's like a dark horse, if you will, Wilmer Flores. Where would this team be? And everyone wants to rip him without Wilmer Flores. He's played third, first, second. He's DH'd. He's come through with clutch at-bats. He's at top of three or four in every single offensive category. Defensively, he's booted a couple balls, but he's been a plus defender, shockingly. And so I look at Wilmer Flores and I say, where would this giant team be without Wilmer Flores? Well, they certainly wouldn't be where they are now. No, and I, I'll give you a, 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 an even less sexy name. Give it to me. If you want me to throw you a where would they be without this guy name, simply because this might have been one of the last names you could have possibly brought up if I had said it to you at the beginning of the year. Hmm. Where would this team be without John Brebbia? Um, where where would they be? You know my love for bullpens. I unreal. always think they're no different than offensive lines in football. If you don't have a healthy bullpen, Great it call. messes all the other stuff up, and they have had bullpen problems. Yeah. But from uh, from turning over the closer role to Jake McGee getting uh, let go to, uh, to Dom Leone being really good but being not as good lately, yeah. Tyler Rogers not the pitcher he was – in his previous Giants career, this guy's been able to stabilize the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings, even be an opener at times. Yeah. And he has been so consistent. I don't know where they'd be without him. That's a sneaky good call. I yeah. really like that one a lot. My dad calls him George Contos Jr. Because Contos did a lot of that stuff when he was a contributor in 2012. Yeah. Last thing before we get out of here. The Sea Lions jerseys. The San oh. Francisco Sea Lions. Come on, Mark. I know I'm nostalgic. I know I'm old school. And I do love a City Connect jersey. You know, the Havana Cubans or whatever it was that the Marlins were rocking. The Chicago White Sox ones. Those jerseys the Giants wore today, what, they've got to mix those in once a month. Well, I mean, not only that, i got to make them available. You know right? what I mean? Like, I mean, Krook was talking about how right now they're not even in the team store. you got to get those things in there. I don't know how that's a sea lion. It does look like a bear to me. Well, but did you hear okay. it? I, well, what's that? They said, so what happened was is that the Negro League's team tried to buy jerseys, and the only thing that they could get was one that already had a cub sewn on it. And so they were the sea lions. 
but it had a little cub on it because they bought some, you know, uniform that already had a cubby on it. And that was the story because I didn't know that either. So there it is. So it is a bear. So perfect. So weird. The story and makes it even more quirky. Obviously love what it's celebrating and what it's commemorating and the San Francisco block. It's yeah. So, so good. good. That was, uh, that was a whole lot of fun. All right. The first half of the season is in the books. It has been bumpy. It has been frustrating, but it's also right there. It also is right there. So we are so excited to take you through the second half and the trade deadline and the acquisition of Juan Soto and all the things that are coming uh, for the San Francisco Giants here in the weeks and months to come. So make sure you are subscribed twice a week with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard on Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys.